Well, gang, it's the first new film of 2021, and tonight we're here to destroy the universe with the power of love. That's right. It's the heckin' best podcast in the whole galaxy, the pod people. Frig yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I don't care about hunky boys. Or do I? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Benjamin 3000, and, uh... I got a new parakeet. Hi, I'm Benjamin 3000. Yo, and I'm Rip Lord, because I'm ripping all those bogs or something. I don't know. Not really. Uh, uh, hi, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Cleveland Mosier. Um, and uh, yeah, we just watched Psycho Goreman, and it fucking ruled. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. It is our first... 2021 film. Hell Dare yeah. I say it? The best movie of 2021 the so far. The best film of 2021 so far. Joking aside, generally our first film of the year, our first couple of films of the year are usually firmly in fuck you it's January territory. This one is not. Uh, this is a very a very pleasant, fun, strong way to kick off the year, actually. I, I think in a lot of ways because year. of COVID, a lot of movies have been pushed into January that yeah, wouldn't normally a, be in there. Yeah, it's fuck no yeah, real, it's January. Yeah. There's no real schedule anymore. I will say, I've never really subscribed to Fuck You, It's January too much. Uh, and last year, we got both uh, Underwater, which I guess a lot of people do feel like is a Fuck You, It's January movie, mm-hmm. but we don't. Um, uh, underwater and... Uh, the Invisible Man as well, if I remember correctly. Was the Invisible Man in January? I thought uh, that was January or February, one of the two. Because I know, I, I know it our was first late one. January, I know our first I one from say. last year was um, The Grudge. Yeah, which was a which fuck was you, a January, fuck you, January. For, for sure. Release date February twenty fourth. It was not a January movie. Okay, never mind. No, that's what I thought. Yeah, close, but um, but you know, it, general idea is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, January, February, usually early the seasonal. Ground. Yeah. Lately, it hasn't been quite the case, you know? I think St. Maud is getting a VOD release finally in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I hope that's I good. That so, on the 21st, I believe. Yeah, I to be good. so, like, I and The Lodge, you know, came out first couple months of mm-hmm. last year. This is true. Um, so I think that trend is kind of changing. Well, uh, Psycho Goreman is written and directed by Steve Kostansky, who uh, prior to this did a film back in like 2014 or 15, I think. Um, maybe it was 2016. Uh, called The Void, which is a uh, a film that Cleveland and I have some uh, differing opinions on in terms of its quality. Uh, we're not here to talk about that movie tonight, but I think that we can probably... Uh, agree that this is a big step up from The Void. Oh, yeah, in every way. I think if we both feel like it's a big step up, I think that our opinions aren't that differing on The Void. TLDR, Tease thinks it's pretty great, right? I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Because I think it's all right. So, you know, that's whatever. But saw the trailer for this film, saw the same guys who were making The Void, but the tone of this film seemed so much more, like, on point for, like, this production studio. Mm -hmm. So I was only excited going into this one. Even though, like, I have, like, some thoughts on The Void, um, uh, I wanted it to be really good. I was still really excited going into this film because 
I mean, fuck, how could I not be? I mean, like, it's everything I could want. Like, just look at my picks on the podcast. Like, if this movie yeah. isn't, like, so many of my picks combined. If there's ever been a spiritual successor to the Giver. Yeah, I was thinking dude. the same thing. Like, yeah. even even at, like, the very beginning of this film, there's, like, a, a title crawl with voiceover narration, like, backstory, just like in the Giver. I, I think that there are so many parallels that I was legitimately surprised to uh, not see screaming Mad George's name anywhere in the credits. I don't even know if he's still alive, honestly. A spiritual successor to the Giver is a great way to describe it. And if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, I I feel like we got into a discussion specifically about an R-rated Sentai movie working or not. I don't remember how anyone felt about it, but I know if if we even had that conversation, but I'm pretty sure I would definitely go go to bat for that concept. You could have like a fucking awesome R-rated Sentai like action movie. Well, um, we did. We got it. We it's did. This. We got it. It's this. I think. Uh, I mean, minus the minus the racist goblin, or minus the racist from, goblin from yeah. the and, and minus Mark Hamill. Uh, uh, I mean, this film though, like it's an R-rated Sentai film, but it's an R-rated Sentai comedy. Uh, yeah, it's an yeah. R-rated Sentai film that keeps the tone of mm-hmm. a PG children's movie. And I, I do think also, uh, to reference one of our more recent episodes, that The Predator could also be counted almost as an R-rated Sentai film as well. Little here or there, yeah, yeah, but um, um, it, it's, close. I think, it's close. I think tonally it's different. I think the Sentai thing, especially with this movie, is, you know, it just exudes camp. Like, this movie is a pure camp fest, and I love it for it. It's extremely self-aware. It's very much in on the joke. If you ever wanted, like, hard R-rated Power Rangers... This is the movie for you. You got it. You, uh, it exists now and it rules. Like, yeah, thank God. It was really fun. Someone did it right. The basic premise is that uh, a couple of children unearth in their backyard a uh, ancient galactic overlord who has been sealed away there for millennia, and uh, they are able to control him with uh, this gem that is like a part of him that they find. So. Um, um, it's, you know, little kids giving orders to uh, the, the galaxy's greatest evil. If the premise involving child actors has you concerned, fear not, these kids are great. They are just brimming with charisma, especially the girl. Uh, what is her name? Uh, Mimi. 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 Mimi is fan friggin-tastic, chewing the scenery. There's almost a cage-like energy to her performance. Yeah, this, this kid's like a little Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, it, it rules. She's great. I was sold, like, almost immediately. After we get our, our, our grand galactic premise, it cuts to the kids playing in the backyard in evening. And, of course, they're just covered in dirt, you know, throwing dodgeballs at each other. You know, they're playing their own Calvin Ball-esque made-up game. Crazy and, ball is you know, what it's called. Uh, awesome. It feels like a Super Soaker commercial or like something from the 90s. <laughs> if you're a 90s kid um, and like late 80s kid, like you you are going to love this film. It, it just it plays on like all of the aesthetics. They have about 20 shots in a row of the kids in slow motion diving while throwing yeah. one of the yeah. balls. Like it, a few times it looks like they got like a stump double to like do a, like a backflip or something uh, just for just just for the laughs. Um, and of course it does that 
shot. Like they they play the gag a couple of times in the movie, and for me, it never got old. Where like the the mu- the music's played, it's all intense, and it cuts back, and it's just like, and the music cuts out. It's just the kids going like ah, and like throwing the ball at each other. Yeah, and so they finish up. They they start digging. They find the the. Yeah, or, I don't know why they start digging. Oh, that was she, part of the rules. Yeah, it was part of the rules. You have to you have to get buried if you. If you uh, lose. <laughs> yeah, they think it's their their grandma buried in the backyard, which is fun. And it's like, yeah, did we find grandma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, they go off to bed. And uh, well, uh, she she does take the, the gem, gem. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the lid of the coffin. It was like a sequence of buttons and she just like presses them in a circle and it like comes off and <laughs> there's a nice callback to that later when we see like the council that's like sealed away. Psycho Goreman and uh, is like how they would never have been able to release them. I programmed that sequence myself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Something that literally a child can undo. Which is great. It it plays off that whole idea of the concept of the Power Rangers being like bird brained and stupid as hell. It's like, you know, this is like an intergalactic war. And for some reason, they need these children to fight it for them. These galactic titans, Mm -hmm. you know, are easily thwarted by these children. It's fun how they they continue to play up that idea in this film. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Like all of the non-human characters think much too highly of themselves there's just like power rangers i mean we're gonna keep making references to power rangers um you gotta because you can't not but it's like there's a lot of grandstanding and monologuing and then the fights are sort of unspectacular when (laughs) when viewed from afar like you said they do that gag a couple of times where they'll just like cut to a wide shot it's people just like whacking each other with like rubber weapons and stuff like that. It's such a stitch too, because like it starts with the children doing that, and then you see like these like yeah the, these god creatures like and they're doing the exact same thing. Yes. Yeah, and it's like all the quick tight cuts, you know, uh, that that are selling it. It's almost like a D and D ass energy to it too, because yes. it's like Psycho Gorman is a very serious character, Extremely. and he goes on and on about how he's going to murder the universe and everything, and then you just have essentially players you know driving everything sideways yeah with, children. The, the, with the children and that was that's that was sort of the charm with like the like saban's power rangers like starting out because like they were taking like these japanese specials and they were replacing all of the cuts when the power ranger before they morph you know like and there was a larping energy to that but yeah to call the planet gygax like like yeah. you know, gygax rules um <laughs> and 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 uh no there there's a lot of like heavy metal um references as well like there's a it, it does sort of feel like power rangers if it had like a heavy metal veneer and some more of that like eight like that 80s D sort of vibe thank god because the dialogue i think like serves so well for it the writer uh did a great job um, well, yeah, it's the same. It's it's the same director. director yeah. It's a, it's the writer director, and it's yeah. He nailed it. He fucking nailed it. It's really interesting because I think the script is really tight, like especially the dialogue and to reference the void quickly. Like my biggest problem with that film is bad writing especially in the third act that gets convoluted and stupid and doesn't make sense and ruins the tone of the film, uh, as much as I do still think the movie is good overall. So to go from that to this, which I think is very well written, extremely different movie. So like maybe this is just like the tone that he just is really 
best at but yeah it was it was a very a very nice surprise yeah we uh, were all we were all laughing pretty continuously throughout this movie there was there was not a whole lot of downtime between laughs yeah it's a very funny film yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it, it consistent yeah like you said it's it's really consistently funny yeah and uh steven kostansky i think all of his goofs everything he wrote it all felt so genuine and i, and I think that that was a that's one of the biggest sells in this movie is it's not just the kids hamming it up. It's it's every actor in this film and the props and the set designers and uh, even like the the camera work. I think it just it 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 exudes like that fun '90s energy, and you can yeah. just tell that like everyone on set was having a great time. And that I, I I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Like it, that that always translates, and it it always is a, a, just a beautiful thing to see. A movie, I, a movie like this, I I would have a hard time imagining like not being very fun to work on yeah. well, because it's such an inherently absurd premise and it is, in a lot of ways, a sort of like meta-referential examination of like form of the kinds of movies that it's imitating so as i said before like it's in on the joke it knows exactly what it is so i don't know how you can't have fun making a movie like this right. because you don't have to take everything so seriously well and even on top of that you're encouraged to push things to you know the furthest extent you can look yeah. at mimi's performance you know i think that hits where you know a lot lot of campier mm -hmm. intentionally campy quote-unquote movies kind of miss the mark is they don't go far enough this movie goes past far enough and you know it just keeps going it, it just keeps running it just keeps yeah. running with that ball it's gonna it's gonna find just how far it can go they exactly. really they really try to push it and uh, it's funny because that was my biggest problem with the void i felt like it overplayed its hand when your film is titled the void it's it should be very mysterious dark ethereal and uh, by the end of the film, they are just throwing props and yeah. monsters and puppetry at you. And because of that, like, there are a number of times where, like, you can see the people operating them and you can tell how the puppets are being operated. Like, and these are, like, the, the, the key monsters at the very end. And again, I love puppetry and I'd still take it over CG any day. But you're well, you're really like supposed to be serious. Serious, yeah. You're you're really like showing like you're. Yeah, you don't you, show me the frame. You have to you have to take a little bit more caution mm. and to to sort of keep it seamless and not yeah. break the fourth wall. Whereas something like this, break like, it all day. Yeah, and 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 the 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 effects and the props are charming. Some of them are super cheap looking. Yeah. I would say some of them are downright bad. Yeah. But it feels like that that is intentional. Like everything is. Is super rubbery. All of the monsters look like fucking Power Rangers villains. Yeah, when something looks but bad, supposed to. when something yeah. looks bad, it's it's with intent and it's hilarious. And when something looks good, like even fucking better. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's and there are that's a lot the of beauty. great effects in this too. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Is like you can take this premise and you could just stop and say. Yeah, you really can't fuck it up. Like, like if it looks cheap, it, you know, cool. If it looks, if it looks great, you win. Uh, so it, it's easy. Even still, when it's cheap, there's an artistry to the cheapness. Like the and it's it's played up as a gag, and it's always with. Like I've already said it, but it's it's always with intent. They could have been lazy about it, and they weren't. They they did put in that extra mile, and and fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. This is yeah, like this cheers. Is not a, a film that I would like, describe as lazy. There's no, an not attention at all. to detail with all that stuff. You know, one of the first big scenes we get is when Psycho Gore Man goes into the kind of vagrant encampment, 
and he the old abandoned shoe yeah, factory, yeah, the old the abandoned hobos. shoe, yeah, with the hobos, and he kills all of them except for one because uh, he said, "Please don't kill me. I don't want to die." Uh, yeah, and Psycho Gorman was like very well, and uh, then live forever, then live forever, <laughs> <laughs> and he just. Pulls him into an eternal kind of <laughs> void of sorts, yeah. and he's just stuck there. And that's brought up later. And what I love about that is first the effects of him mm-hmm. just it's horrifying. Yeah. His eyes just like spinning, just rolling, rolling in his head yeah. constantly. Like they're just rolling yeah. on a loop, like and he's like levitating yeah. off the ground. It's wretched. It's absolutely wretched. Um, it's so funny because that's how the kids discover him too. Yeah, you know, when they follow his tracks into the factory, so they find Psycho Gorman like with uh, with that that guy. That and, guy. The, the remains of the other ones that he's killed that he sort of like decorated the factory with. Yeah, it's just like the factory is just covered in gore and this like horrifying, like levitating like man who's like been distorted and like has his eyeballs rotating, like is like all hideous. Well, then they, um, <laughs> and then the reaction to it is like so like like laissez faire. Like they're just like they're just like oh well, well maybe, all right. Maybe accidentally knocks him over, shat and like shatters him. And then Psycho Gorman is like, no, my masterpiece. <laughs> well, I love it too because you see the, you get a close up of this gory corpse. Like the head is, the ex- head explodes ex- yeah, very scanners esque. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the mouth kind of crawls and says, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> You've released and me. That's a great example of attention to detail with the, the effects. Yeah. Where like a lesser movie wouldn't think to do something that silly. Yeah. Well, like every one of and- those things is funny. Like, like, like that is, it's not one bit. It's like six. Like mm-hmm. the first one's funny. I don't want to die. Then live forever. Oh shit. <laughs> like that's not good. And then cutting back to it, the kids seeing it. They're, they're just kind of like lackadaisical yeah, like reaction having, to, it. to it. That's hilarious. And then like, uh, yeah, the know my art and thank you. Like, like so many good laughs in one little thing. In one it moment. And yeah. We'll, we'll be here all night if we do that with the whole movie. Like, like there's, yeah, we there's can't. so we and can't. Also, and also I don't think we, we need, should. No, 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 no. We don't yeah. need to. Because like, I think there's, there's a lot to, to be seen for yourself and uh, it's oh, yeah. boring listening to people no, 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 recounting to describe it. Yeah, yeah, no reason. But there are, there are a lot of really, really great moments uh in the movie one of the ones that i i referenced with my name uh is when uh, she brings him reading material on a television the next oh day oh my god that's probably the it's just like one. a it's just like a sears catalog style it's got like a, a shirtless guy in jeans and he's like Sigourma is like, I, this is a, a, a needless pursuit of vanity. And she's like, yeah, but the hunky dudes. He's like, I do not care about hunky dudes. Or do I? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a fucking stupid joke, but it's so so funny. Well, I love it, too, because she says when she hands him the magazine, she's like, sorry, they're not pornos. Couldn't find them. Yeah, I I didn't bring you any pornos. So there's, like, fashion magazines, and, like, that's so good, because, like, first off, not okay if it had been so like 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 alluding to it is 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 plenty funny enough the hunky dudes bit is great this movie has so much fun i think playing with rating mm-hmm. um the joke in psycho gorman's name or pg for short as they say many many times in yes. the film uh his name the the evil monster who is horrifically murdering people throughout the film. His name is PG. Get it? 
Which is great because like all of those like all of those shows, like not even just Power Rangers, but Ninja Turtles and the rest, I mean, are born out of the horror genre. Like yeah. and are are uh like when you decontextualize or recontextualize them, like these monsters are like destroying cities and like murdering people and like it's, it's just presented in such a way that you don't think about. Yeah, exactly. Like in you know, like the Spider Man animated series, like uh when Doc Ock is like destroying cars or he's he's, he's wreaking havoc they could show the guys running into the cars and the cars exploding but they couldn't show the guys getting killed right directly like they're always those little things and um i've i mean i've always been obsessed with that idea of like use of violence like mm-hmm. and in kids shows and like why is it acceptable here but not here and uh and this film just says fuck it right well it's all commentary on it because well, it's, it's for us it's for like, our it's generation like the, who the, grew up the with the it tone the tone of the film is as i mentioned earlier that of a PG children's film. The style of acting, the style of editing, the style of shooting, the effects, everything. It's a love letter. Yeah. It is It is done in the style of like a, a 90s PG kids action movie or show or whatever. However, they just then take that idea and also include extremely gratuitous body horror and violence. Which is awesome. It rules. Yeah. It's such a it's it, such it fucking it's a very rules. And it's fun done in such a way that you maintain that spirit of fun throughout. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, and I think part of the way they pull that off is just because of how many bits there are yeah. involving that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, yeah, and, and the yeah. joke itself too is like, yeah, don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just keep rolling, just keep right. rolling. Well, yeah, they they turn. Uh, <laughs> That's the worst of all. Of they them. turn one of one of their one of the kids' friends, Alistair, <laughs> yeah. at one point into uh, a giant brain with eyeballs. Jesus H Christ! And he just stays that way for the rest of the film. I love at one point he talks. And it's just the normal kid voice. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's like he says, "Mimi, do you think I'll be this way forever?" <laughs> or, or something like, "Do you think I'll ever go back to being normal?" And she's like, "Probably not." But that's okay. I like you just the way you are. And like smooches the the, the big giant eyeball brain. And he's like, "Oh, okay." And it just trundles off into a field <laughs> and it's gone from the rest of the movie until the very end. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fun, but it's like just completely nightmarish. You just turn this little boy into a, a, a brain monster. Oh, yeah. And he just stays that way. That's look, just his fate. Look, it, it depends on the, the film, you know, like child death is something you have to be like tactful about generally. But here in this he movie, doesn't die. If it, well, well, he doesn't. But, like, there's a pretty, like, there's a sequence early on where, like, some kids bully them or whatever, and he just blood bursts these children. <laughs> I about that. Like, like, and they, and they write that off, too. They're just like, all right, cool. Like, it's like, 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 child death happens in this movie. Like, Jesus. And frankly, you know, like, I mean, again, it exists so far outside of the realm of reality. And it's in like, service of a gag. Yeah. yeah ultimately. It, it is. And, you know, if you don't think it's funny, it's over. It's over quickly. And again, don't, don't think about it too much. You're, you're watching the wrong movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, well, uh, in, thing, in like, this context, uh, like, again, like, I think you have to be normally very tactful about it but here the whole point is to not be tactful and it's 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 funny all of the violence and gore in this movie are in service of a gag you know i think for example the cops uh the cops roll up and try to kill psycho gore man by uh shooting him 
And turns out that doesn't work. Oh, man, when they're shooting at him and it keeps cutting back to him in different Power Rangers poses, blocking <laughs> bullets. He, he's it's never, so funny. He never moves into the pose. It just cuts back to him yeah, in yeah, a different it's, pose. It cuts back and forth between him and the and the cops. Chef and every kiss. time it cuts back to him, he's in a different pose and the bullets are like bouncing off his arms. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, what happens he, next? <laughs> he uh, kills one. Well, no, he didn't. Doesn't kill one of them. He doesn't he, kill he, either of them. Yeah, he shows the horror of his world to one of them, and he turns him into a sort of soulless husk. But the the charm of it is it kind of melts him. Yeah, and it melts his hand onto his service weapon. It it that effect reminds me very much of like the end of Videodrome yes. with uh, James Spader's flesh gun. Long live the new flesh. Um, but that yeah, that gag is so funny because he's this like melted cop becomes like Psycho Gorman's thrall as like following them around, but just keeps accidentally shooting <laughs> the gun. Well, sometimes like with intent too. Like, well, yeah, because he keeps trying to shoot himself in the head so he can kill himself, and it doesn't work. Well, at one point he hands uh, Mimi like a folded up heart letter, and she opens it, and in blood it says, "Kill me, please." <laughs> <laughs> that gag is great. Oh yeah, very very funny. Oh, so like all like the the like noises he's making, like is he's running around. Like yeah, that 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 character's a, a fucking hoot. I think this movie really uh, stands on the strength of its uh, kooky characters and also the extremely impressive number of set pieces. Yeah, and yeah. and effects like normally in this type of movie. And what I would always worry about is that like you see everything cool in the trailer. Like, they mm-hmm. they show it all, and they put all their money into, like, a couple of cool sequences, but then there's a lot of boring shit in between. Yeah, it's true. I was really worried about there being, like, downtime, where it they'd is, just be, like, having conversations in a factory. Never happens. It is absolutely insane how many creature costumes, monster props, sets, uh, set pieces, all of this shit. Like, it is... A fucking whirlwind. It's like almost. It's almost overwhelming at times. It's like every scene is something new that like people put a lot of work into, and I, I think it's it's very very impressive, like how much they're able to put into this movie to like really keep it fun and interesting because. That's what you want from this movie. You want weird, gross set pieces where somebody dies in an interesting way or some weird Power Rangers monster does something dumb, you know? Like, Yeah, and going off of that, I think this movie kind of falls into my cult classic canon in a lot of ways mm-hmm. in that, for me, cult classics are movies that you can put on when you're sleep-deprived at four in the morning and be entertained enough to stay awake through the whole thing. And I think this is a great example because it it goes through such a breakneck speed of different bits Mm -hmm. and different sets and, like you said, different costumes and effects there's no way to be bored in a movie honestly like this. the 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 like uh joke per minute ratio reminds me a lot of something uh like black dynamite where yeah. it's just like unbelievable how 
many funny things they're able to pack into like each section of the movie yeah, like while yeah. someone is someone is saying something funny something funny is happening in, in the, the background, background. like yeah. it's just it's it's re- relentlessly funny god it's so true god <laughs> Uh, Black Dynamite is well, always one of my favorite movies for that, and this this film does have that same sort of energy where it's just like there's just nonstop comedy. And I mean, they're, they're not, and it's every kind of comedy. They're not dissimilar films either, because in the same way that this is like referencing '90s uh, children's action movies, like Black Dynamite is referencing like '70s uh, like black exploitation movies. <laughs> so they're in that sense, they're very similar. They're like satirizing. And also paying homage to uh, a very sp- like particular niche of of film and and both campy genres yeah. like uh, and which is which is great just a big old ditto uh, some of those sequences where uh, he he's waxing poetic just talking about his past um, as well like uh, look look great too when he's talking about like, the minds of Sargoth and all that stuff uh, those those backdrops are incredible and it has that like VHSE sort of filter on it but like they never overplay the filters. I felt like they were always like just right. That '80s vibe, uh, '80s '90s like scanline vibe can can often be like overbaked, and here it it's it's only ever enough. Like they 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 weren't ever they weren't over reliant on on that, like on the just the nostalgia filter of it, mm-hmm. and paid you know close attention to the the craftsmanship and the other the everything else that was also important like I- from the time. I love how Sega Gorman's got like a story for everything, and at a certain point, they just start cutting him off before he gets yeah. going. <laughs> like when they're sitting at the burger restaurant, and he's like, "I remember at the bridge at the Battle of the Bridge of Souls," and it like cuts <laughs> to like him riding some like spaceship like at a giant space monster, and then Mimi just interrupts him, and it just cuts, and we never hear anything more about it. Yeah, it's, it's all like, amazing. It's so it's, it's reminiscent. Of of like those those fish out of water sequences we got in like the first Thor movie, you know, like um, it's that same idea of like galactic hero or you know creature like interacting with our world. But frankly, I think this movie does it like ten times better. Yeah, and, like, and this is like what I was talking about with the D and D comparison. Like it's yeah. it's your dungeon master writing detailed lore, and then the characters try to give exposition, and it, the players just it, being like, nope, there's no time for this. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. Let's let's fight the dragon. It already like yeah it's great another reference that's worth mentioning too because it is doing something similar uh would be uh the recent doom games as well because they're mm-hmm. also paying homage to like entertainment from a similar time period like uh or from the same time from the same era from the old doom games exactly yeah. uh like yeah from from the 80s and 90s and that concept of like the the heaven and hell you know like characters like there's there's a lot of like crusaders and uh well the the main paladins and the main villains are the or quote unquote villains templars. Are the templars yeah and you know i i did think of doom too because they do look very much like the the makers Mm-hmm. In Doom Eternal, which to be fair, like came out only a couple of months ago. Like Doom Eternal, anyway. No, it came out almost a year ago now. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, came, it came out in March. That. COVID time, Scratch right there. That. Yeah, time all blends it's together. A flat circle or something. Um, uh, but yeah. So okay, cool. Well, in that case, there's probably some homage there, which is nice. Yeah, I, I appreciated that because well, yeah, yeah and the, 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 like the holy Templars, like these angelic beings, are actually. And, uber evil and, and frankly like like seeing Fat, fascistic authoritarian seeing religious like fanatics the incredible like 
Con Maker designs by like Hugo Martin and his team, like played up as like goofy like rubber suit Sentai Power oh, Rangers, yeah. is fucking hilarious. Very very funny. Like I I love it. I love it. Um, and the pseudo religious themes in here like are fun because it plays off of like a little bit of of course Satanic Panic with um you know Dungeons and Dragons during the time period and also just. Uh, once again, like the use of violence in Christian households with, yeah. you know, like children watching these like hyper violent TV shows. And I think I think it, it's it's best summed up in the, the scene like uh, before the final confrontation where yes. Mimi goes into the, the back room with the cross on the wall to talk to God. And it's just her to telling. ask him which sunglasses she should wear for the final confrontation, and then she rips the crucifix off the wall and breaks it in half over her knee. Badass! It's, it's very good. It's so it's good. good. Yeah, it's metal as shit. I don't know where the hell they found this kid. She's Incredible. she's great in this role. I do think that she's a little bit one note, and I wish that her character had a little bit more of an arc. I guess, I mean, now it's getting into, like, nitpicky complaints about this movie. Sure, sure. I think that she's fantastic and charismatic. I don't know if I would trust her to be able to to play, like, a serious role in a, as a child actor. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe mm. someday. And, you I know, mean, it's yeah, also it's just, like, her, her character isn't written to have much of an art. Yeah, I was about so to say, like, like so really, much of that could be direction. That's like, not really her fault. Um, like, she's obviously having a great time, and I think she's, she's doing a very good good job with with what she's working with um, but i've been under great direction like she could she could like like I think throw down with like is, the stranger things actors i like, think the I, direction I could. here is good too i just i just think that her character is a little bit samey i found her mildly grating at times just because she always has the same attitude which is lots of attitude no i get <laughs> which is which is a, gr- a huge amount of attitude and like they do you know make the kind of cliche uh comment later on that like she's never been afraid of anything you know she's like a fearless sassy little kid but uh it is at at a certain point i think uh it, it would have been more interesting to see maybe some i don't know like vulnerability from her a little bit maybe well, i'm asking for you almost the get a thing, moment but... where you think you're gonna get that with the brother and he's you know trying to get her to apologize yeah it's like just say you're sorry like you you bully me like you're an asshole like just say you're sorry for once and instead she breaks out into song yes which i absolutely love <laughs> yes. and i think that's such a great decision to do because yes her character doesn't have an arc but I kind of love that just because it works for the campiness mm-hmm. of the film. Oh, I think that like she she does still say I'm sorry though. Well, like afterwards she 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 knocks she, it on the she wall. She knocks it yeah. in the right. secret well, it's, knocking. She code. says I'm sorry without having without like showing vulnerability for which sure. i like it, like because her, her character one gets to stay strong but also like she does admit that she's done wrong and i think and, i think that moment is great but also the movie ends almost immediately after that yeah no it's, it's re- like she she changes she changes or she shows a little bit of change or a little bit of something different right at the very end of the movie that's not really an arc you yeah know well I, mean? I think it it would have it might have worked better yeah, again definitely nitpick territory but it would it might have worked better like if we'd had maybe a moment of like resolution or aftermath with the family um like we get like them talking outside by the car before they all go to the hospital but it would have been nice to have like a little while later 
but also we can't because Gorman is destroying the planet. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, and, and again, too, like uh, you were kind of questioning it. And I think, Ben, you said it pretty well, too. Like the one note thing works, I think, well for her character because there is a, a change. But like, is it a is it a full arc? Who's to say? But there are so many other bits and characters that we're playing cutting back to shifting around from that personally i n- i never found her character to be grating but i could see how it could be for someone her her brother um, is a nice foil and yes. i think that i think that at the the couple of times where i was starting to find myself a little bit annoyed with her i was wanting to i was wanting to have more of him a little bit yeah. just to kind of like balance out her energy cuz you know like he's he's in most ways the straight man you know, to to sort of like ground the ground us in reality with all of the the kooky bullshit that's going on. So I think that that there would have been some there were some opportunities where they could have like done things a little bit more from his perspective, where they chose to do her instead. And it's like, okay, I've seen this. I know how she is. I know I know what her character is. Well, that's it. Uh, all the those thing, bits were funny though. Yeah, like, exactly. And I think the thing I respect is I'm not that denying this that. movie. Mm-hmm does everything it can to sidestep sincerity yeah. and, you know, stay firmly ironic through the whole thing. This is true. While feeling wholesome at times. Yeah. And that is a very impressive thing to do because, you know, it never sacrifices its goofy, absurd Adult Swim-esque tone. Uh, oh, yeah. Adult you know, Swim is something that I was feeling, too. You oh, know, yeah. to have sincere moments. But even though you don't have really sincere moments you definitely have wholesome moments just Hmm. in the spirit of you know a kid's movie yes and uh one last note on that as well is uh that many of those shows couldn't have character arcs because they had to pick up they had to pick up in the exact same place they left off next week for sure so there's something to be said about that but um i mean but those are also shows and this is a a film that is while paying homage to those things, it is sure, not. sure, sure. Yeah, so, like it's more of a small comment. Like just comment on that. For sure. But I did not ever hate uh, Mimi. I I think she she got on my nerves a little bit, and I I wished that there was a little bit more range to her character at times. But as you have both mentioned, everything is so funny that it doesn't really hurt the film all that much. Mm-hmm. Like you're always there's always something fun going on. Oh, no doubt. And I, I like what I like what you're you're getting at, Ben, the use of sincerity for all of the bullshit, for for all of the times that this film, like he tells you to keep on moving. You do start to care f- for Psycho Gore, man. <laughs> like, yeah, um, you really do. And like you you really you want him like uh, by, by halfway into the film, like you want him to like come around and uh it, it kind of leaves you on your toes it's like oh this film like they keep they keep murdering kids and like playing up like insincere things so it's like are they gonna go that route like are they like well, who's the, to say the, and he does and it rules like kind, i'm so glad kind of and <laughs> they they do it in the absolute best way they could have because at one point they're like trying to explain the concept of love to psycho Goreman, which he of course does not understand well, he, as a being he, of he, pure evil and I, I love the line he, he says Love, is this like when you rip out someone's spine in front of their grieving family? (laughs) And they're like, uh, no. And then, like, at the very end, after the final battle, you know, like, he gives them back the gem, and he's like, I don't need this anymore. I know that true power comes from within. The power of love. 
which I will use to destroy the universe. <laughs> and then goes off into a portal, and we just see him just, like, immediately start blasting fireballs and shit. Well, and, and he doesn't just go into a portal, like, onto another planet. Like, he no, goes into a portal, on Earth, like, yeah. down the street, like, just destroying a Baskin well, Robbins. And he, like, when he <laughs> went through the portal, he obviously grew in size by, like... Yeah, love God. made him, like, yeah. turn into a kaiju, and now he's, like, destroying Which, the mean, city. It's awesome. Like Power Rangers, yeah. Yeah, that's what we needed. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I think I think it's cool too. Like much earlier, you mentioned like how you can almost get whiplash by how quickly the movie is moving. Each location they use is very reminiscent of like all the different locations they would use in a Power Rangers movie. You've got your parking lot. You've got your back. You've got your your uh, your, your forest factory. Your abandoned factory. Just somewhere in the woods. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the woods in Southern California. Uh, like, and it, it, there's even like it, it, briefly in like some of his uh, flashbacks, you see like that like kind of rocky deserty California like yep. area that like Power Rangers, Star Trek, like all the shows like use like that same little bit of like national preserve out somewhere um it's great my my favorite sequence in the movie takes place in the woods with like you can see like some built like some industrial buildings like up on a hill like just behind them (laughs) just you know (laughs) and the the scene i'm talking about of course is when uh the the paladins of obsidian find psycho gourmet and what a great name fights all of them uh we learned that they were his his generals but uh they betrayed him uh and sold him out to the templars so that they could uh rule in his stead of course he he kills all of them uh after they beat him up a little bit well it's cool because we we mirror the end scene with mimi like like he has to apologize you know because because she has control he, he tells them to kill her and that's when they reveal that they don't want him back. Well, yeah, because they have their own, like, <laughs> system of government now that's actually, like, fair and just and, like, they're all having take, a great they time. They take turns ruling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, it's and fair and just they, for, like, children. They pass like, around the crowd, yeah. And, and the Templars spared them, so they're cool just living yeah. as is. Yeah, they just they just chill and rule on their planet and just take turns being Well, it's being not even the their planet, like, it's a moon of their old planet, because right. their old planet was destroyed. So they're they're beating him up, and that that is very funny because that's exactly what I was talking about. Where it's like literally just a wide shot of like these several people in like r- floppy rubber costumes, just like whacking uh, him on the ground with, with their weapons. Well, and it's great because each of them has their own fun attack. Yes. Of, of course, my my favorite being the the weird like tank looking one that just like like looks like it can hardly move at all. Like it, it like there's no mobility. <laughs> that suit and then it just turns like when he's on the ground like this is before he gets his power back and it just starts like squirting blood well, yeah, out it's of got, like, its these like big cannon arms you think it's about to start shooting it just starts spraying blood on like out of a hose and laughing <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing's happening he's just being covered in blood and they have like the the one like character like i love the i i unironically love the design of the one that's in like the hood with like the face deep inside yeah of it the witch yeah the witch that just speaks in japanese <laughs> That's one of the best bits. Yeah. Is that one of them just speaks Japanese? Japanese. 
<laughs> and like it's fun, you know, because it does the bit where like they speak in like quote an alien language, and then like the the alien text comes up and then it's replaced by English. Yeah, like little little bits, little touches. This movie fucking rules. Like, well, we we should not neglect to mention one of the most significant parts of that scene, uh, the the big uh, blood tank one. Uh, when Psycho Goreman kills him, he's like punching out like the faceplate, and they used a fucking Rich Evans. Sample oh yes, for Letter Media. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like it just is. We're all just like Rich. It's Rich Evans. <laughs> Um, yeah, shout out to Red Letter Media. Holy shit! I think, they like, would, uh, I think it was you who said, that, "Is that going to become the new Wilhelm scream?" I and hope it is. Big if true. Big if yeah. true. Like big if true. Shout out, like other filmmakers out there. Like take note. That's funny as shit. Because like, and, and you know that Red Letter Media would not fucking care. They would not give a no, shit. They, they would, would love it. They, love yeah, it. they would. They if wouldn't anything. be litigious over that bullshit. So yeah, if filmmakers out there use Rich Evans saying oh my god yeah. as your new Wilhelm scream. That's the new if Wilhelm. If I ever make another film in my life, which is unlikely, but if I ever do, I'm gonna do it. Oh yeah, you gotta. Like, I mean, there's, we could probably find a place that it stares back, who's to say? Um, well, but, uh, don't yeah, tempt man. me. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will tempt you. <laughs> I will write it in. Do it. Uh, <laughs> so glad you mentioned that because yeah, like that, that Rich Evans bit was hilarious. Incredible. Um, well, the soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack is the soundtrack good. fucking rules. Also, it's a lot of like fun synth wave, synth, yeah, and it's it's pretty stuff. juicy. The and the the SFX in general too. Like Psycho Goreman's voice sounds so good and bassy. Um, uh, and it's not like over over baked. Like you can still understand what he's saying. And uh, yeah, man, those those synth lines and is... the the heavy metal like guitar riffs, like like stuff are just fun the squealing guitars all of it i love it there is so by necessity of the rubber costumes there is so much adr in this movie um that i i wonder if there are a few scenes that they just didn't bother shooting audio at or recording audio at all because i did notice a few times that even the human actors were adr'd and not super well in a couple of places. Yeah, and I, get, I don't. I don't care. No, this well, I mean, kind of, this isn't the kind of movie that I give a shit about something like that. Yeah, but it just made me wonder. It's like, well, you've got a bunch of like people in suits here who obviously you can't get good dialogue from. The suits are probably squeaking because they're made of rubber. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some of those scenes where they just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it the old Italian giallo way. We're not gonna record audio, and we're doing ADR and fully well, for everything." Actually, Power Rangers did the same thing. That was an homage. Like, I believe that. Like, there's, there's yeah. no doubt in my well, mind. Well, I don't like, know if it's necessarily homage so much as necessity for what you're working well, with. Well, it's because, both. Like, like, because it was a necessity for Power Rangers. Like, stuff like that. Because, yeah, it was a necessity for Power Rangers for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Even, like, pretty often when it was just the, like, the American actors, like, out and about. Uh, what are the, like, the two bullies' names? You know, like, whenever they're encountering them. I don't remember their names. Yeah. I want to instinctively say Bebop and, and Rocksteady, yeah. but that's, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's like, uh, and fist or something. I, I yeah, it's, it, it, it's something. It's dumber than that. It's like skull. It's like, a skull yeah, is one of them. Skull and 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 bug or something. Like, it's some dumb, it's and a, bug. <laughs> it's not bug, but it's it is some dumb shit. Damn, like dude, though, like skull. skull and bug is a great name for a game, though. Let me write that one down. Like, hot damn. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Skull and bulk. Skull and bulk. Okay. Yeah, I was close. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was skull close. and bulk. Bulk but and like, skull. That's anyway, right. There's a lot of scenes uh, where, like, you know, like they're talking to them in like abandoned factories and shit. And it was just like clearly like, there's a lot of noise, or or even like funk, like like fully like operating factories. And like there, there was no way they could have they could have gotten like any dialogue there. So like, so much of like Power Rangers is mm-hmm. is, is ADR. I, I definitely think that yeah, there's there's a well, Power Rangers like their team. mouths are covered too. So it's like who fucking cares? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying like when, well. When their mouths are covered, it's the Japanese actors half the yeah. time. Like it's the it's it's the the original like series um, dubbed over. But even when it's the American actors, like even then, like they would you know there was a yeah. Well, boys, I think you think uh, it's about time to rate. Oh yeah, I could go on for ages, but that's I guess yeah. We don't want to ruin any hits. of the extra bits. I think yeah. this is no. a movie to be seen. We didn't sure. really we didn't really talk about the parents, but. I mean, they're hilarious. They're, they're amazing. Funny. One of my other minor complaints is that the the tension between the two of them seems to come out of nowhere. I don't mind it being resolved at the end, but they start off as seemingly a happy couple. Then all of a sudden, like it gets really rough. I kind of loved that. Though. And then at the end, they're cool again. Uh, again, like like very adult swim, like the tension coming out of nowhere, like like kind of the, like the lazy, freaked me the out in a very dad, funny way. Uh, the, the lazy dad. And how uh, to get revenge on him? She uh, she drinks the Templar's potion, which is just food coloring in water, <laughs> As it and she be. turns into like an Ultraman uh, style Sentai. That stuff is is all really fun. I don't think we need to go too into it. I don't think we need to touch the final battle either, <laughs> because I think that that's best experienced. It's yes. very, oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's very appropriate. <laughs> Um, my hunky dudes, my hunky dudes. Um, but uh, with the parents, like I think it's it's funny. Like I, I think that all the beats were there. Like the we first see them only like around the children or from their eyes, where the parents are putting on a show, mm-hmm. and then like at some point the kids allude to it, saying like yeah, when mom and dad fight, and then we see them like that. So like eh, I think we get all the beats. Um, uh, and again too, like it is, it still feels like out of the blue, but I think like with like that kind of adult swimmy sort of vibe, that's funny. Um, and and we get that amazing scene with the dad like in the bathroom. Um, like being oh. summoned, uh, like oh my god, yeah. How are you gonna yell at a man while he's taking a shit? That scene was so fucking funny. Yeah, incredible. Ah, you must come find me. Ah! <laughs> and he doesn't know what where to find them. I don't to get know specific directions. So just keeps popping back in. Go, you have to go to the light on such and such street and take a left. Ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, let's let's go ahead and rate this. Mm-hmm. Um, there, this is definitely a film to see. Uh, Cleveland, this was your choice, though. Oh yeah. So we'll start with you. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go. Oh, you know. Uh, I, I think. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, no, no surprise here. This film was fucking made for me. Uh, I'm going to be watching this again and again and again. I'm going to be showing this to all my friends. I'm going to be talking about this for a while. We mentioned before on the podcast that sometimes we get a little. Uh, or at least I get a little excited, you know, after I see a movie, I might rate it a higher rating than maybe I should. Who fucking cares? It's just a rating. Um, but this one, definitely a five out of five for me. Loved it. Oh my God. All my love to the studio, like, uh, that, that made this and, uh, to the writer, director, Steve Kostansky. Um, well done. And thank you. What a great movie. What a great fucking movie. Ben? Yeah. Much like Cleveland, I absolutely adored this movie. This is an easy five for me. You know, this movie obviously has shortcomings that would hinder other movies, but with this tone, it doesn't matter. 
You know, this movie is a perfect movie because everything is in service of great comedy and entertainment, and it really nails its tone perfectly. This is a movie to see. This is, I joked before, but the best movie of 2021 and a strong contender probably for the rest of the year. I'm sorry, boys. I can't. I, I... It's going to be a, a really strong four and a half out of five for me. Um, but I do have a couple of minor complaints that I, I touched on that uh, it's it's just not quite there for me. Maybe I can come around and and give it a, a five out of five on future watches. But um, it, I mean, it's it's a fantastic film. I, I had a, a great, great, great fucking time. So like the half star reduction is just for the, the tiniest of nitpicks. What? Tease, I want you to know it's okay that you're taking this golden pot away from this movie. It's a golden pot in my heart. Yeah. And that's what matters. That that is all it that is matters. It is okay you feel that way about the movie. It's your opinion. And that's, that's all that matters. That's all right. That is I I do size, that's okay. I do I do feel bad. <laughs> I do feel bad. But yeah, it's gonna be a very robust four and a half out of five for me, which will set its average overall at four point eight out of five. So uh, I think that if that doesn't say check this movie out, then I don't know what the fuck does. Um, and I think it, it it has. I have seen that it's been getting some some nice little buzz. Good. Um, I I have been seeing that online um even before you picked it like I it was something that had been on my radar as as something uh potentially interesting. So. Now, um I know I know that The Void was kickstarted. Yeah, that sounds about right. Was this, do we know? No was idea. it probably yeah. not. Probably not. Like yeah, they probably like hit it off enough well enough with The Void. Um I think The Void probably yeah. did well enough I, to to find some backing for this movie. I yeah, I I really hope that like this this production studio can keep going on to do to do more stuff yeah, for I this agree. director or writer or whoever. Well wishes to all of them. Like they just they fucking Well Ben, what nailed. what is next week? And next week we are covering a classic Ooh. A little movie called Dawn of the Dead. Oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. Uh, we might have a guest on to be determined. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. That's going to be awesome. That is news to me, so I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, Never seen it. Oh, oh, oh boy. Well, you're in for a treat, my friend. Come back next week for uh, our, our review of Dawn of the Dead. If you like the show, then please, pretty please, uh, go uh, use the power of love to uh, Apple Podcasts and hit the five to stars. To obliterate those five stars. No, obliterate the bad reviews, which we don't have any of currently, but uh, don't obliterate our podcast, please. <laughs> no, 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 obliterate the stars by clicking them with your oh, power yeah, of punch, love. Yeah, hit the five stars so hard that your phone is sent into an alternate nightmare dimension <laughs> where it is forced to exist for eternity. Or uh, until you wake up. Or until you wake up. Um... Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at Letterboxd.com slash PodPeoplePod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes. I'm on Twitter at Some Spooky Snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. 
Oh, and I'm occasionally tweeting for LightArc Studios. We further progress on its stairs back. Stay tuned for Tower Call. Um, we've got we've got some cool stuff going on there. It's coming very soon. Uh, that it is, is soon. It is nigh. It is nigh. Tower and, Call is nigh. Uh, you can also check out my work on ArtStation. And um, uh, you can see my work uh, with Dread XP on the Dread Collection games as well. And, uh, yeah, uh, occasionally I take commissions, too, uh, when I when I got the time. So uh, feel free to hit me up and... Uh, we can we can maybe work out something cool, maybe a scary doodle or something, or maybe even something better than a doodle. Uh, you name it. That's all from me. Back when I was in the army, we used to doodle too. It was called the Iraq War. <laughs> Bye.